Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Brooke. I'm Diana. And this is episode 70. Woohoo! Yeah. Today, we're going to be talking about The Walking Dead, season 10, episode 6, Bonds. We will also discuss the movies Giant Little Ones and The Prodigy. Before we dive in, how are you doing, Diana? I am doing great, Brooke. Oh, good. Yeah, had a good day. Yes. And, uh, you know, we were talking about how it seems like we haven't seen each other for a while. I know. Even though we do. It yeah. just seems like it for I, some reason. It does feel like that's yeah. what I thought. When I was getting into my car, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I miss my friend. I haven't seen her in so long. And then I'm like, <laughs> no, I just saw her like two yeah, weeks ago, yeah, a week, yeah. 10 days ago. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm doing good. How good. are you? Good. Doing a whole lot better. I'm feeling really good. Good. Yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah. We're prepping for Thanksgiving. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be fun. I love the holidays. <gasps> what are you thankful for? Oh, That's my gosh. So much. So much. Just, you know, life and health. And um, I feel very grateful to live uh, where we live, yeah, under the roof that we have, and yes. the beds that we have. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm actually ex- extremely thankful. Yes, for um, our life. Mm-hmm. So, what about you? Uh, of course, the same. My yeah. family, our health, what we mm-hmm. have. You're right. You're mm-hmm. totally right. But you know what's really fun is that at my work. Mm-hmm. Um, we're having like a little uh, Thanksgiving get together uh, cool. tomorrow, Fun. and um, the person organizing it asked us all to give us our the songs in our lives that make us thankful or happy. And so everybody started chiming in. I think she was looking for one or two songs, and people were putting like five or six, but. You know me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? So I'm all researching songs, and I'm like, what do I really want to put here? What really makes me happy? What really, you know, this and that? And so my list was kind of long. Mm. <laughs> it was kind of funny. I had, oh. you know, um, It's a Wonderful World on there. And, oh. Um, of course, it's funny, but I had a lot of dance music. I mean, yeah. celebration. I had shout. Yeah. I had girls just want to have fun. Cool. Um, you're my best friend. Yeah. Um, I just there was so many that I was just like listing way too many. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Right. So musical. Yeah. So, yeah. but it was just a fun thing for her to ask because she's going to play it in the background. Um, when we're all, you know, feasting on that's so cool. All types music of food. is definitely yeah. feeds the soul, right? Yeah, I think so. So, I'm sure you have lots of friends, Miss Social Butterfly <laughs> over here, and I was curious for the question of today: Would you rummage through your friends' stuff, and if their life depended on it? My automatic response is never, never. But in this mm. context, if someone's life depended on it, I would consider that. I would. But I am I believe people have their right to privacy. Mm. So, um, like, I don't go through my kids' stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, I let them have their privacy. I'll just ask them if I want to know. And if they're going to share something with me, then hopefully they will. Yeah. Um, but I'm just, I've never been one to really, um, you know, if I see something open or anything, I try not to look at it. Sometimes I don't know that I want to know unless somebody wants to share it with me. Yeah. 
So I just kind of don't think it's my business. But at the same time, if you have to step in to help a friend of yours or a loved one, right, and it's just out of control, mm-hmm. maybe I would have to. Mm-hmm. But I have to be in that situation to see if I would really do that. Yeah. What about you? Um, probably not. I am like um, really particular when it comes to uh, respecting one's privacy. Right. And, uh, you know, these aren't my friends, but when I go to a certain big chain grocery store or wholesale store, mm-hmm. not going to name any names, Costco, <laughs> but I carry a backpack. I don't wear a purse. I carry a backpack and they ask to search my bag when I leave the store, if oh. I wear my backpack and I get completely offended and I feel violated and I feel distressed and I'm just shopping. I've been a long-term customer for, you know, wow. over a decade. And I yeah. just feel that it is totally inappropriate profiling people wearing backpacks or diaper bags. It says briefcases and all of that. I just do not agree with that whatever, whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I think that they need to up their, um, uh, what's it called? You know, their uh, loss prevention, if that's the case. Uh-huh. And I feel like that would be the case with friendships. You know, I think that you should just be open with your friends. Right. And just ask them, you yeah. know, don't assume that I'm carrying some extra baggage that you should be concerned about. Just ask me. Yeah. And if you don't trust me, maybe we aren't friends. Yeah. So. There's yeah. So, listeners, let us know what you think. Would you rummage through your friend's stuff? What if their life depended on it? We want to know. So you can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens or on our Screens and Focus Facebook page. You can follow us on our Instagram, subscribe to our website and YouTube channel. So, Brooke, yes. what were your overall thoughts on this episode? Well, in the opening scene, as Carol is packing up and ready to go on a mission and Daryl decides to tag along, it seemed like he wanted to make sure that she doesn't do anything that may affect the safety of the group. And I was drawn to their scenes particularly because I was so interested in what they would find. Needless to say, I was just sucked in immediately. (laughs) Yeah. What about you? What were your overall thoughts? Oh, my God. This episode had me snickering so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, Negan is so darn funny and very smart. And he's a charmer for sure. And I appreciate Jeffrey Dean Morgan so much. I mean, what a great actor. I loved seeing him and how he handles the situation. We also learned what Carol is up to and how much Daryl wants to protect his friend. So I really love this episode. Me too. I also, you know, as I'm looking at Negan, I'm like, ooh, I like his new haircut. <laughs> I didn't get that. I didn't realize that until, yeah. Yeah, he looked like Don that. Draper. That's how. Oh, well, I'm yeah. sorry. Not Don Draper from Mad Men, but Don Draper... Um, and I always forget his real name, um, but he John, was John Ham. There, no, yeah, is it John Ham? Yeah. Okay. I know his last name is Ham. That you said it. But I can't. Yeah. What? Okay. You, you all know who we're talking about, right? <laughs> He's a very handsome guy. Yeah. Uh, in Baby Driver, his haircut reminded me. Uh, Negan reminded his haircut reminded me of his haircut. Oh, so I, okay, I yeah. really liked it. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate, um, you know, his behavior. He was loud and obnoxious while walking bound with the whisperers through the woods. 
And then Beta, he ends up telling Alpha that he cannot be trusted. And he insists that her ideas are not the same as how Beta feels. And they're clearly not on the same page as Alpha puts Beta in check. Mm -hmm. And then Beta submits to her on his knee. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Negan witnesses that and he jokes about it to Beta, Uh which is so funny, right? Uh And it's like, oh my gosh, why is he so funny? (laughs) But then we see Beta and he's showing Negan the Whisperer way. Mm -hmm. And then we hear that fun song playing in the background while he's skinning that walker and then he's digging that huge hole where they place that wild boar in and they cook it. Um, Beta seems surprised how much Negan can actually keep up. Yeah. So, first off, I kept thinking that Beta was going to smack Negan in the (laughs) face for all the talking he was doing. I mean, Negan won't stop talking. Yeah. And I loved that song and that whole sequence of events um, that happened during the song. Mm-hmm. You know, as they were skinning those bodies, it was so darn funny because Negan goes to dry his fresh cut skin mm-hmm. and puts it on that line. And um, it's almost like he's kind of proud of it, right? And then here comes Beta and he puts his skin on the line. And it's so funny. Negan adjusts his skin to make it look larger, you know, because <laughs> he can see compared to Beta's, it's so much smaller. So funny. And then they show Negan struggling to carry a walker body um, that they're putting, you know, in these piles. And he turns and Beta is carrying two bodies, one on each shoulder. Mm. And it, it, oh my gosh, that whole sequence was so darn funny. It was so funny. Yeah. There was such humor. Yeah. I just love how they can insert that. Yeah. In such a you know, extreme condition and, you know, with what's happening and death and walkers and everything. And it's like, you know, I remember saying in the past episodes, like, oh, there's just no comedy. Like, it's always so dreary and there's never anything light. Yeah. And I love that Negan can bring that to the table. Yeah. He is freaking hilarious. I don't think that they've had a character quite like him before. Glenn was pretty cute. Yeah, that's true. He was pretty cute. I liked him. And Carol and Daryl have that little bit of... of, Uh of, It makes you smile. I mean, it doesn't make you outright laugh Uh like Negan, but I like them, too, because they they do make you... They Mm -hmm. lighten up the situation the way their relationship is. Love it. Um, So then after a hard day's work, Negan hopes to get a piece of that wild boar that he helped kill for dinner. Right. And then Beta gives him nothing, right? When Negan calls him out, he gets smacked and another whisperer ends up giving him a piece of his meal. That was a turning point for the mm-hmm. whisperers through the eyes of Beta, Alpha, and the whisperers, right? Mm-hmm. Because no one is allowed to speak up in that community. It's such a submissive group, right? So if you dare, be ready to get killed. And that is exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Beta ends up calling Negan an egomaniac and Negan insists that he is there to stay. Beta agrees, and he leaves Negan with a bunch of walkers to be killed. Yeah. (laughs) And then when Negan made it out alive, Alpha and Beta were completely shocked. And then Negan approaches Alpha and was like, hi, I haven't formally introduced myself. And he bends his knee, which I thought was really impressive. That was. So it was so funny because Negan returns after Beta left him, you know, to get eaten by the walkers and says, I'm ready for my goddamn skin suit. 
And then, you know, he comes out, he's all bloodied from fighting the walkers. And he says, you best bring an extra long tape measure on account of my humongous balls. Yeah. And he's carrying that <laughs> piece like, of oh, bloody wood God. that looked like Lucille. It did. It did. But I'm like, oh, he's just, no matter what the circumstance, he's always got some line. And it's, I don't know. I'm just amazed by him. He's just awesome. Yeah, he is. And so with Carol and Daryl, they're out on their mission and Carol's not thrilled that Daryl's joining her and he asks her what is she doing and she tells him that she's tracking Negan mm-hmm. but he questions her again a little later and she reveals she wants to find where the walker horde is so she can destroy them and she didn't want to tell him because she was trying to protect him Oh yeah. and so I just love their relationship you know, they have each other's backs and are there for each other, wanting the best for one another. And then Carol brings up Connie to Daryl. Oh, yeah. And then he totally shoots it down and says, it ain't nothing like that. Mm. And she reminds him that there aren't many people out there and not good ones like her. So why not? Mm-hmm. And he says, what's it matter? And she says, because it does. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be alone. And then it made me wonder if he is lying to himself about Connie or is he holding out for Carol or what? I just felt sad for him that he's not letting himself go there with anyone. Mm, that's interesting. I, I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out. Um, I really like their French, their friendship and their sibling relationship. Mm-hmm. And the double capper acorn is a sign of good luck, according to Carol, which yeah. I thought was really cute. Uh-huh. And then she teases him about it and that will help him with his aim as they're throwing those acorns at the can. Mm-hmm. I loved seeing them bond in that environment. And I thought it was interesting that she's giving him advice on love. And she herself cannot see the wall that she has with the king. Or at least she's not really dealing with that pain, right? Uh And on the contrary of what she's telling Daryl to pursue Connie. So I thought that was really interesting that she's able to address it with Daryl. But she's not addressing it with herself. Yeah. Um, I understand that she loves him and doesn't want Daryl to be alone, but maybe she should look in the mirror and, like, work on her. And I'm not sure. Um, I understand what she's doing with the whispers, but she she has to deal with herself, too. Yeah. You know, she really needs to move yeah. forward or at least. Because it's been a few years now since all that had happened, correct? It's been a season, right? I don't know if it's been a couple of years. Has it been? No. Or since well, when? season for us, but a timeline for them. It's been some time because Rosita's baby, she was pregnant. So from oh. when Henry passed away, it's been at least a oh, pregnancy really? and a baby, right? Ooh, so that's I forgot old, about like that because I was just going by Judith's age and she hasn't aged too much. But you're right. No. Her having the baby. <gasps> well, she was pregnant already, but now she has the baby. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's been, it's been, because they went through the winter, so mm-hmm. I don't know, it hasn't been too, too long, but it's been a little while, yes. Yeah. But also, Carol has loved people. She's let people in, where Daryl hasn't let anybody in. So, mm-hmm. maybe she doesn't see herself in that same situation, because she has let people in. She was with that one guy in Alexandria, oh, yeah. I can't think of his name right now, and then, right. that was you know, cute Ezekiel, too. so... You know, but um, I was so scared for them when they were in the woods and, you know, they were trying to track the walkers and Carol steps on that branch and Mm -hmm. the whispers turn 
and start heading in their direction. And then Daryl kills a walker and puts blood all over his face as he hides behind a tree. And I was so scared for him. Then I was relieved when they turned away and went the other direction. Uh huh. But I was so scared at that moment because they were so close. And the whispers were leading them. You could hear them. I'm like, no, no, don't go there, Daryl. Oh, my God, what's going to happen? But ultimately... And this is what she hid from Daryl. Carol kidnaps a whisperer so they can get information from him. Which was, it appeared to be planned. Right. She, yeah. Uh, Daryl was like, oh, is this part of your plan? And then. Because uh, she had those uh, tie straps. The zip ties. Yeah, yeah. zip ties. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't see those in your bag. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you didn't see, you didn't look hard enough. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she's like, whatever. We're not going to argue about this now. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's talk about the Alexandrians really quick. Uh-huh. A lot of them are getting really sick. And I think we need to address this, right? Because of the water and Gamma throwing those bloody bodies into the river. Yeah. It's scary. And, uh, you know, a lot of the community, they're in the infirmary. And Dante, he's leading the hospital while Sadiq is spending time with Coco and also taking care of Rosita. Yeah. Um, and hoping that she'll get well from the flu and hoping that the baby doesn't get exposed to it because they don't know what it is. Right. That's true. So I'm wondering if Sadiq is having a hard time giving up authority or the leadership, you know, because he's having to take a step back from yeah. um, treating the community. Mm-hmm. Right. So he seemed yeah. a little bit like stepping on their toes. Yeah. So Eugene is trying to connect with Alexandria, hoping to talk with Rosita, but because he doesn't know she's sick. And so she's not responding and he keeps calling and I feel really bad for him. And um, but he keeps trying to connect. And then finally, he does get a response from a woman. Who is this woman? Is she from Commonwealth? I don't know, but I don't know if I trust her. Because she tells him, you know, don't tell anyone about yeah. our conversation. And so that always makes me suspicious. Oh, yeah, for sure. He thinks he knows her through the voice. Like, he, you know, I don't know if he has that experience, though, with, uh, you know, being that human lie detector. So I don't know if he is the right person to identify if she's lying. So we're going to yeah. have to wait and see. Right. Um, but it sounds like he's like in love with her at this point. I know. I know. It's like, oh, we're bonding. We're bonding. Oh it's one of those people that latches on yeah, as soon as you're like, Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, give me some breathing room. <laughs> like, hold on. Okay, Brooke, what other things did you notice in this episode? Well, you know, when Eugene was building that satellite radio and then he, you know, he he's so concerned about Rosita. And I just, oh, I just think that they have such a cute relationship. And I'm yeah. so glad to see how much they care for each other. It's mm-hmm. so sweet. But, it, you know, it makes me remember and think of Abraham every time I see the two of them interact. Yeah. Oh, I always, oh, I miss Abraham. He was funny, too. He was funny. Abraham, he, remember yeah. Porch yes. Dick? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I loved Abraham. Uh-huh. I'm so bummed. Um, and then I also noticed that Daryl, when he goes through Carol's bag looking for the gun, I had then realized at that moment that there are no more guns and ammunition. I didn't, or I don't know why, I just it just hit me. 
But it just dawned on me at that scene. I don't know if you've thought about that, too. And I know that they've been training with other weapons, but I, it just hadn't sunk in until that moment. Well, but they are training. Why would you use up all your weapons and, I mean, all that training? Why would you waste them on training if you didn't have very much? So they maybe they have them locked up or something. Maybe she just doesn't have access to them. Well, he just said, um, well, she said that there aren't any more and then, or I don't have any more or something like that. And then he's like, well, there's still a little bit left in the, um, not the infirmary, but the other place. I know. I was going to say the infirmary too. Yeah. So he said there, he said that there's a little bit left. Huh. So and I I just haven't noticed that they haven't been using guns. Yeah, she they did have a big pile of arrows on her back. I did yeah. notice that, mm-hmm. which is very cool. I love very it. Robin Hoodish. Yeah. <laughs> what else did you notice in this episode? Well, we talked about Negan talking all the time. Okay, he's loud, but the walkers don't seem to care, which is just boggles my mind because Carol steps on a branch. And all the rockers come her direction. I'm like, really? A branch compared to somebody's voice that's going, Bob, Bob, because yeah. it's so loud. So I'm like, uh, excuse me. And then, you know, Rosita getting so sick. I was scared for her in this episode. I'm like, no, I don't want something to happen to her. Because she seemed so sick when she was on that couch. Oh, yeah. And he had to carry her yeah. to the their hospital area. So yeah. I don't know. I was worried. And then... Uh, that more people are getting sick. You know, there's so many. And I loved seeing Sadiq rock Coco uh, when they were in that little rocker. It was just very sweet. Oh, her cute little face. Yeah, but then he closes his eyes, has a blackout, and then finds himself outside up on the windmill platform. That was scary. Pretty cool um, directing, huh, that scene? Yeah, but it made me worried. I'm like, what else is he doing when he's blacked out? If he would take his daughter up there, which means, you know, which is his pride and joy. Mm -hmm. It's like, what else is he doing? At that point, I wondered, is he doing something to the water? What's happening? Why are these people getting sick? You know, which it was very interesting. Yeah. So, um, Brooke... Tell me, why do you love this show? It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Creative writing, suspenseful scenes. I just love watching the mix of comedy and this dark oppression. This is fiction, and I'm able to enjoy watching this made-up world. Yes, it has veered into different avenues of disbelief, but I think that is what I enjoy most at this point in the series. I just love it. Mm -hmm. What about you? Why do you love The Walking Dead? I love the show because it can make you go through a full range of emotions. I can laugh and cry and be scared all in one episode. Mm. And they can turn a villain into someone you root for. I mean, how often does that happen? And I'm always excited to see what is next. And I can't wait for the next episode. Me either. So, Brooke, we are at our segment of And the Award Goes To. So tell me, what was your favorite quote, character, or moment? Well, Negan deserves an award in this episode, mm-hmm. I think. He is so funny, and he has so, so many funny lines. And I love to see him like that. He still had that personality in Alexandria, 
But he was not as loud and obnoxious, right? He was a little bit more reserved. Yeah. I also think he's playing along to get close. And we really saw a difference in him in the previous episodes with that mom and son on that bus. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that is why I believe that he's playing the whispers. I do too. Yeah. He seems to value life differently and showed that previously. So therefore, I love Negan and his haircut. (laughs) Negan gets an award Uh... from me. Diana, yes. who would your award go to, favorite character, quote, or moment? It would go to Daryl. I would love Daryl as a friend. I mean, he is so loyal, protective, and just has your back. Plus, he's a great tracker. He is the perfect apocalypse partner. And, you know, when the walkers are almost upon him, he cuts that you know, Walker gut open and takes that blood and smears it all over his face and wipes it. And I mean, he's ready to defend himself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just love him. So me too. Daryl gets my award. I love you too. (laughs) So uh, what are you currently watching? Well, I've watched a lot of different things, you know, just here and there. But one that I focused my attention on um, was just, you know, at night, I just kind of look for new things to watch and yeah i came across this movie i think it was on hbo i'm not quite sure which premium channel that it was but it's called giant little ones and frankie and ballas have been friends since the early childhood and on the night of frankie's 17th birthday something happens between them and takes a turn and toll on their friendship Frankie has rumors about him circling this entire school, Mm. and they ridicule him for that. Before the night of his 17th birthday, Frankie was popular, and he had a girlfriend. Ballas and Frankie have a horrible time figuring out life and moving on. I felt like this movie was extremely moving. Your heart just pours out to this teenager um, the two boys in particular. Uh-huh. And then, of course, you know, you just feel bad that there's so much uh, hate. Mm. You know, at, at such a young age, you just don't want that for your child. Yeah. And um, the parents are somewhat involved to where they just don't understand and they're trying to understand. Um, but I would say that this... This, these childhood experiences are really difficult and that would be really hard for someone to have to process at that age and it just for me it just answers a lot of questions as to what is going on in um, uh, these children's uh, lives right mm-hmm. it just it, it's not surprising anymore to see why they hold in their pain and then Boom, they just explode. Because it's serious stuff yeah. that kids are going through. It's crazy. So is the movie mostly about their relationship and what happens with both of them? Is that what it's about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then you kind of see how they move forward and revert back. And it's just, it's really hard. But it, it's really good. The acting of these two characters, um, Frankie in particular, because he was like the main focus. Mm-hmm. He did such an amazing job, and he just was so believable, um, and it just made you feel like you wanted to give him a big hug. Yeah. And just listen to what he's going through, mm-hmm. you know, and just help 
these people because yeah. I'm sure this has happened in real life. But I recommend it, people. Um, I love a teen movie. Yeah. I didn't know <laughs> what I was getting myself into when I watched it, uh-huh. but it was definitely uh, worth watching. And it had some really good reviews. Okay. Really good reviews. Cool. So I recommend it. Great. Yes. What have you watched? Well, I, I'm, you know, I'm always watching something or another, but um, I wanted to talk about, um, and I've brought this up before that I walk, uh, that I watch Facebook Red Table Talk, but I wanted to bring up the um, an episode that came out um, maybe a couple weeks ago. Um, again, Red Table Talk is with Jada Pinkett Smith, her daughter Willow, and her mom Adrian, and I love it that it's multi generational and it's women, but. They talk with Demi Moore and her daughters, and they discuss Demi's addiction and how it affected them um, and how they were estranged for several years because of it. And Demi um, now has been sober for eight years, and they are mending their relationship. But mm. it's just very revealing because, you you know, you think sometimes of these stars and celebrities, and you think, oh, they have money, they can do this, they can do that. But you know what? They're just like everybody else. They have issues. They have problems. Demi talks about her relationship with Ashton Kutcher and, you know, when she was pregnant and then she lost the baby. And that was just a really hard time. And I think um, she was moving away from her daughters at that time. And then he ended up, you know, leaving. And that's when, you know, she fell back into the addiction taking over again because she had been sober for a long time. I think she probably, when she was teens and early 20s, she was um, using uh, or drinking. But anyway, so it's just very revealing um, to listen to it. And also it lets, you know, reminds you of the parent-child relationship and how important that is. And her mother was not very loving mm-hmm. and I think some had maybe a mental illness and so that contributed to you know Demi's upbringing mm-hmm. so then Demi has children and then you know what I mean sometimes it's a vicious cycle which is really kind of scary so mm. and I also love it because Jada recognizes things that maybe she didn't um, parent very well and so she talks to Willow while they're there and apologizes to her for maybe things that she feels she could have done better. So anyways, it's just really good. Have you watched Red Table Talk at all? No, what channel is it on? It's on Facebook. It's a Facebook watch. Oh. So you can just go and watch anytime. And most of their episodes are not very long. They're only like 20 minutes. Okay, so I'll check it out. So just search it on Facebook and you'll okay. find it. Well, it's free. Yes, it is. <laughs> Until they so start charging awesome. that I know, right? <laughs> so, and also for movies, I watch The Prodigy uh, it's a 2019 thriller with Taylor Schilling, who plays the mom of this young boy who shows signs of rapid development and intelligence. But by age eight, this little boy is not quite himself, and it's very scary. Um, there are some supernatural forces going on, and I thought it was really good, and I liked it. But if you don't like horror with kids, then you might want to sit it out. But, kids are creepy, man. Yeah, so it's just like, <laughs> yeah, don't put kids into the mix. So that's why I'm just letting people know. That's funny. Well, thank you for your recommendations, my friend. 
Um, Thank you. Yeah, of course. Hey, that's our show. And thanks for tuning in. We are grateful that you tuned in and we hope something we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We need your feedback. Next show will be on The Walking Dead Season 10, Episode 8. Eight, the mid-season finale. Oh dear. And we're going to be releasing that next week because we know we're going to want to be talking about it. So oh, yeah. check it out. And you can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.